And, and I'm like, yeah, we do need change. We do need law enforcement to change. But it's hypocrisy when we don't when we don't come out for our own people when we shooting each other. Because the one thing we always say is uh, the police are, are shooting our brothers and our men. And well, they the same men that shooting each other. You're listening to the Black and Blue Podcast, a discussion and celebration of the roles of African Americans and other minorities in U.S. law enforcement. Your host on the Black and Blue Podcast is Dale Peters, a law enforcement professional with over 20 years experience in the business. Hop on board this Black and Blue train of interviews, current events, and pop culture conversations. So get ready. The Black and Blue Podcast is coming at you right now. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome back to the Black and Blue Podcast. My name is Dale. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me here today. I appreciate each and every last one of you for joining me on this show uh, that I call Black and Blue Podcast. I call you guys square pegs. I hear if you look at the logo there because we are that square peg in a round hole that we call law enforcement. Uh, so I appreciate everybody for, for rocking with me on this journey, uh, you know, bridging the gap, showing you guys another side of law enforcement. Uh, of us melanated you know, minorities in law enforcement that maybe uh, you didn't get to see in the past. I got a guest here today who's really special. He's out here in California where I'm at. He is a deputy with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department and a whole lot more. Everybody, please help me welcome in Mr. Rafer Owens. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dale. It's a pleasure to be here today. I appreciate you. So how's your, how's yes, your day sir. shaping up so far? Oh, good day. Good day. Got my workout in and um, kind of just chilling out now. Uh, today's my off day, so I kind of max out and relax a little bit, get my mind off of everything and uh, go hit some golf balls so I can get confused and really think about those golf balls that went right. <laughs> so you a golfer, huh? I'm a hacker right now, but hopefully I'll be a golfer one day. You know, I tear yeah. up a lot of grass. All right. All right. So uh, I, I understand you out here in the IE. One of my partners in my department, just uh, he just retired, and uh, he's an avid golfer. Maybe I'll hook you two up with, with each other so he can give you some tips. He's been trying to get me out on the golf course for for years now. I'm, I'm not a golfer, so uh, I'll get you in touch with him. Maybe the two of you can do it. Oh, man, I would love it. Please, please, I, I would yes. love it. I just moved out this way, so I would love to hook up yeah. with him and um, always have another golf buddy, especially if someone can give me some instruction. Yeah, for, for real. Yeah, yeah. He's he's on it every he, every day. He's out there. So yeah, I'll hook you up. So you were a, a deputy with the uh, LA County Sheriff's Department. How long you been there? Uh, thirty four years. Thirty four years as a Los Angeles wow. County Deputy Sheriff. Yes, sir. Wow, thirty four years. Thirty four years. And uh, we yes, just sir. talked about that. Uh, you may be on your way out soon uh, on retirement. The uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, when when's that date coming? I'm actually uh, retiring uh, March the 31st of this year. So I have about another 12 days of work, um, of actual work time, but we have uh, all the way to the end of March, I'll be uh, at work. Wow. Congratulations. Appreciate you for your service and making it to that end of the road. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. I, I just thank God. I'm very grateful and, and uh, 
I just feel real blessed. It, it's been real good to me, law enforcement. Um, helped a lot of people. A lot of people have helped me, uh, but I'm actually happy that I'm at the end of the road now. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so what are you doing right now in, in your assignment? Um, I'm uh, working Compton Station. So I work for Compton Station. I've been at Compton Station for the last 20 years, since 2000, uh, when the Sheriff Department took over Compton Station. And from that time, I've been working community relations uh, in the city. So uh, that means all the block club meetings, uh, going to all the open houses and the school events, career days, uh, making all the church events uh, that they require department and all the events and the activities of the city. So and then uh, problem solving, uh, addressing all the problems that are within the city of Compton uh, that kind of don't fit within the uh, peg of patrol, as you know. So kind of all of that gets sent to me. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So were you a part of Compton PD or were you always with the with the sheriffs? I was always with the sheriff department. Okay. I was working Lenox Station uh, before before Compton and I worked Lenox Station from 91 to 2000. And then um, uh, when we took over, uh, I was uh, voluntold to go to Compton Station uh, yeah. because I was I pastor a church in Compton. So they were like, you're a pastor in Compton. I grew up in Compton. You grew up in Compton. So uh, you're going to Compton, whether you like it or not. And so that's how I ended up in Compton. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was a good thing, a blessing in disguise, because, uh, you know, you got a lot of ties to Compton. So, yeah, it was absolutely a blessing in disguise. Um, I, I went there kicking and screaming, but I'm so grateful that um, I actually uh, embraced it and uh, came out uh, being connected to the city. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So growing up in Compton, I'm sure you had some uh, some interactions with the uh, police uh, with police department out there and the sheriff's department in the, in the neighboring communities. What, what brought you into law enforcement in the first place? Man, um, I needed a job, right? So I grew up on Pyru Street. I grew up on Pyru Street. Uh, my brother was one of the founders of Westside Pyru, Vincent Owens. And um, he went to jail. And I, as I tell everybody, I became a drug baby uh, once he went to jail because my mother drugged me to church she drugged me to youth group. She drugged me to choir rehearsal. And so I was just a drug baby uh, being <laughs> drugged into the church. And yeah, it's a different kind uh, of drug. Yeah. <laughs> different kind of drug baby. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Yeah. It was a different kind of drug baby, but yeah, it was a yeah. drug baby because I, I was kicking and screaming. And um, just um, uh, when I'm, my wife and I had our first baby, um, and I'm 20 years old, I'm 20 years old and uh, working at Burger King. And we, uh, popped for the sheriff department. The sheriff department uh, patrolled that area. And uh, there was one deputy that came by maybe once a week that uh, he and I would kind of talk while we were waiting on his food. And uh, he was like, man, you're a nice guy. You ought to join the sheriff department. And I was like, man, I'm from Compton, man. We don't even like the police. And um, he was like, well, this is how much money I made uh, this year and you can help people. And uh, I just kind of looked into it and that kind of started my career off. Nice, nice. So did you get any uh, any uh, blowback from from your family, from from your friends in the neighborhood about you, you know, joining the sheriff's department or, or getting in law enforcement? Man, and that was the surprising part. I kind of went back there. And so, you know, you get the background investigator. So I had to go let everybody yep. in the neighborhood know, hey, somebody coming to talk to you. <laughs> right, right. Because I'm, I'm about to get on the sheriff's department. And so uh, they laughed. They're like, whoa, man. OK, that's what's up, Ray. 
And um, they kind of like, we expected that from you. We expected you to do something good and something positive, you know, and um, yeah. that was it. So I got no blowback from uh, my, uh, my neighborhood, my street, uh, or my family members. Um, it was just a blessing. It was a very good blessing. Wow. Even from your brother who said, you know, who you said was, uh, was a gang member and all that? Yeah, so we were ten. We're ten years apart. So okay. um, by that time, he's out of jail and um, working on his family, and now he's at work for the MTA. So he's a bus driver for uh, the nice. MTA uh, in LA County, and uh, he was like, "Man, go ahead and and build your life." And so uh, being there for him kind of just uh, blessed him to live his life and uh, charge me to do the right thing. So yeah, it was it was good. He was on me to do that. Yeah, so he he moved on from that, and he kind of encouraged you as well. So that that's good stuff. That's fam right there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, it yeah. was a blessing. It was a yeah. blessing. Absolutely. So uh, in your career, you say you you worked Linux Linux Station, uh, and then you've been over to Compton. What, what sort of assignments have you had in your career? Yeah, so I only had two 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 um actually assignments. So I worked patrol. So I was a patrol deputy, and then um. At Linux, I worked patrol, um, and then from patrol, they moved me to what we called our, our PAL, or YAL, Youth Athletic League, and that's where we just kind of got all the kids in the neighborhood and yeah. found some money and took them on field trips and tried to partner with the kids. So that was my one um, assignment. And then when I got to Compton, I originally started working patrol, and then like a year later, they put me into um, community relations. So I've only had two assignments uh, in patrol, um, as I worked over my 34 years. Nice. Nice. And then, uh, so, yeah, yeah. So we all heard of Compton, you know, those of us watching the the show from across this country. Um, but it it always comes up with a negative connotation. Why don't you tell, uh, the viewers a little about, uh, Compton, uh, the demographics of it, uh, you know, what, what, what's uh, the good stuff about Compton that, uh, maybe we don't know. From the outside. Well, okay. Um, so it's a city of about 120,000 people. Um, demographics is probably 60% Latino, uh, 35% uh, black, and then you have 5% uh, Asian and white that are in the city. Um, we have a, a, a Kendrick Lamar one, I believe, a Pulitzer Prize. Uh, uh, and then we have a number of uh, people. We have a, a Rhodes Scholar right now, um, uh, Elijah, that graduated from Harvard and now is uh, on his way to uh, England for, to be a Rhodes Scholar. Uh, a number of young people that are positive. Uh, we have uh, one of the, we call it a, a manufacturer. They grow plants, uh, but they don't grow them in the ground. Uh, I believe it's hydroponics uh, where they grow plants from the ground. We have that facility there. Uh, a number of large facilities, a number of large uh, areas where uh, uh, manufacturers uh, develop programs and things of that nature. And of course, there are uh, a lot of negative things going on, but man, Compton has a lot of positive things that are going on within the city right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not, uh, you know, all that is, is made out to be in the media and all that. Uh, it's got some, some great points about it. Uh, years ago, I don't know if they still had that, but, uh, years ago, uh, the, the housing and uh, urban development department used to have uh, the officer next door program. So, uh, you know, I look for some houses in Compton because there were specific areas that you had to uh, had to buy in. And it was like uh, you buy at a real cheap, cheap rate and you had to live there. I think it was three to five years. I forgot what it was. Yep. And then uh, once you did that, then the house is yours, you know, and then you could sell it. You could stay there, what have you. 
I had a buddy. He works for uh, Orange County Sheriff's Department. He moved down there, and then uh, he lived down there. And then I was looking for a house, and, yeah, it's got some real nice areas in Compton, at least back then. So it's not oh, all absolutely. that. There's still yeah. a whole lot of nice areas uh, in the city um, yeah. that are, if you turn the corner, you wouldn't even know where you were. Uh, exactly. Well-manicured lawns, uh, beautiful homes, well-kept, painted, um, and you wouldn't know where you were if you turned the corner. And so uh, a lot of beautiful areas. Um, and yeah. so it, it's a beautiful city, and it's rising. Yeah. It's rising. And I, and I wanted to to get that out so people, you know, just that negative connotation that that Compton brings when people hear that 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 name. Uh, I, I wanted to make sure people understood that it's not just all that you hear in the media. Oh yeah, please do your research first, and uh, yeah. you'll see uh, that Compton is on the rise. Actually, absolutely. And, and where is it located for people that don't know? You know, people that are viewing it from other side of the country right now. So Compton is about 12 miles from downtown Los Angeles, and um, it sits in the center of four major freeways, the 91 freeway, the 110, the 105, and uh, the 710. So it sits right there. Um, and it's, as I said, about 12 miles south of downtown Los Angeles, and it sits about five miles away from San Pedro or the port of Los Angeles. So that's where we sit, and, uh, and it's kind of just, uh, to the north of South Bay, what we call the South Bay area. Right, right. And then, uh, so, you know, being in law enforcement, you being African-American, uh, you know, this past 2020, it, it was a mother. Let me tell you, a whole lot of stuff went Woo. on in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, uh, we, yeah, we just now trying to recover from it. Uh, most of being, uh, you know, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, uh, all those incidents that happened in 2020. How did that affect you down there in Compton and the Sheriff's Department and your station down there? Well, well, the number one, um, uh, just the, the, the backlash. Uh, so, I mean, the George Floyd event took place in Minnesota, I believe it was in Minnesota and, and people want to blame Compton station for what took place. And so we were just dealing with the backlash of the anger and the frustration, uh, of, of everyone. And then the rioting and, uh, the, uh, the, the marching. So when all of that took place, uh, we immediately go on to tactical alert, 12 hour shifts. And um, the, the bad thing is people want to peacefully protest, but you got you, you have opportunistic people that are trying to loot. And so uh, we're out here trying to catch people that are looting. Right. Breaking in the stores. And and so Compton is on an economic surge. And what people don't understand is if we allow people to loot, then other larger companies, big box stores, won't come in, which will build the economic base, which allows now if big box stores come in, restaurants come in and people don't understand that whole thing. They, the, mm -hmm. the first thing a store asks is what is the crime rate? Right. Because right. I don't want to lose my product. I come to make a profit. And so all of those things are very important. And uh, in that. So when we um, are out there attempting to bring peace and keep the looting, uh, down and the rioting down and we don't mind the peaceful protest. That's great. But all the other things that come with it, it causes everyone to get on edge. And I believe um, everyone kind of lost their way as uh, me as a black man and as a police officer and as a pastor um, being on Facebook and social media, I had to turn it off because I'm looking at my members make posts and they making me angry and everything was kind of yeah. just up in the air. And um, I had to just, um, get off of everything, you know, and, and pull the guys in the station together. Cause I'm, I'm one of the old guys. 
and had to let them know, hey, calm down. We're going to take care of ourselves. Then we're going to protect the city. And then we're going to uh, we're going. Everybody's going home. Everybody's going to be all right. You know, mm-hmm. um, and this is not our fault. You know, and so we just start explaining to the younger guys because I've been through the, the Rodney King riots as well. So I had to explain to everybody, no, calm down. It's going to be all right. This is not our fault, um, but we will and we are obligated to do this job. No matter how you feel, remember, this is what we signed up for. It's not our fault, but remember, this is what we signed up for. And so I went immediately to the guys and began to explain to them and pull them in um, and uh, just became an ear uh, to the guys at the station. You know, some were frustrated, angry, uh, mad, you know, all of these things that happened. And then, you know, watching the video <laughs> as a black man, watching the video like, Lord, you know, I don't know their their tactics and their policy and procedure, but that was a long time. So understanding all of that stuff and kind of um, understanding what uh, how everyone felt and this after I calmed down, giving people a chance to just explain themselves and vent their frustration. So that's kind of how we were. Um, uh, but I had a lot of anger and frustration on both ways. Sometimes yeah. I was mad at the police. Sometimes I'm mad at the community. Um, and so um, it was very conflicting for me. Yeah, yeah. And and that's, that's one thing, us being black and blue, uh, we yeah, those conflicting emotions of, you know, uh, that we had to feel during that time that we're still feeling. Because, you know, yes. these, these sorts of things affect us when we take off this uniform as well. So, uh, yeah, the yes, duality sir. of it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yes, it's crazy. sir. Yeah. Yes, sir, because I got a nice car. It's tinted out with some rims, so I'm, I'm liable to get pulled over, you know. Yeah. And so that, that whole thing goes on, you know. If yep. I don't have my uniform on, I'm a black man in a nice car, yep. right, with a gun in the car. You know, we call that a gun <laughs> car. You got to have right. a gun car to protect yeah. them rims, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy. But, uh, you know, just just stay safe out there. You, you, like I said, you got that that light at the end of the tunnel coming up. So, uh, you know, you, you need to on that drive. You need to be in a little beater, little Honda, little Honda Civic or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> so you don't get stopped. You know, <laughs> get you a moped. <laughs> yes, you a moped. Sir. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Sir. <laughs> Oh, so, uh, so you run a, a a church out there in Compton. Tell everybody what that church is. Yeah, church is called Faith Inspirational. Um, it's about a two thousand member church, um, and so uh, I was just a member uh, of a church uh, when I first got into patrol. And I'm riding with this white guy, and um, we are in Lenox, and we see the guy carrying a VCR. Those of you that don't know what a VCR is, please go look it up and, <laughs> and everything's hanging off the VCR. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. Uh, we jump out the car and go chase him after three or four fences. Right. He hits three fences and we catch him. We finally catch him. And my partner goes, this guy is not a thief. He's a drug addict. He says, and we got 97 churches in this this area and not one of them are open for this drug addict. So we got to take him to jail. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, man, if I ever become a pastor, uh, my church is going to be active in the community. And so um, uh, that was my biggest thing. And so we're very active in the community. We have um, tutors uh, before COVID uh, came out. We have uh, uh, people on the campus of all the three high schools. Uh, We have a budget for each high school where we just support the PTA and the teachers if they need anything. Um, We do movie in the park uh, with the city. We partner with the city. So being a pastor uh, and a deputy, 
I, I can bring a car to the movie in the park, right? A patrol car to the movie in the park, and I have connections with the city. And so they give us the park for free, and we'll put on a movie in the yes. park uh, over the last five years. Uh, we have 15, 1,500 to about 3,000 people in the park watching a movie from 7 p.m. to about uh, 9, 10, 10 o'clock in the evening. And our church would just kind of serve hot dogs and kind of just open it up for kids that never get to go to the movies or never get to experience anything or because it's dark and dangerous, they can't be out. And so we would bring about two, uh, my, myself and my partner would bring two patrol cars and kind of just uh, connect with the kids, right? And uh, yeah. had the church members connect with their, their parents and things of that nature. So we're just about outreach. Um, got a young man that graduated from uh, Centennial High School, one of our high schools in Compton. And uh, he runs a male academy. And so he saw the need for our young men to have identity, right? Because if we don't give them identity, then the streets will, right? And we know the streets give them an identity and they give them a new name, like Loke, right? And Killer and yep. all the crazy yep. names. That's what the street give them. And if we don't continue to give them their name and their identity, we lose. And so he teaches um, a number of things, just how to uh, build credit and who you are and why you should go to school and the importance of staying disciplined. And so we just do a lot of things where we reach out to the community and um, and help. And we have about 500 men at the church because I asked God, like, I don't need a church full of women. Could you please give me some men, God? Please give me some men. And so <laughs> give me about 500 men at the church. And, and so we just kind of um, reach out and uh, try to make things better within the community. Nice, nice. And, and where's the church located? Church is located at uh, 357 Palmer. Uh, it's right in the city of Compton, 357 East Palmer, uh, 90221. Uh, we're, we're on the Internet and all that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, we're just uh, reaching out and we try to affect our own little area first. Uh, and being old, uh, we're just getting up on the Internet and, you know, Facebook and right, all of that yeah. Instagram because I'm a little old guy. And uh, I just I like in, in person touching people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but COVID, COVID changed all that. So, so how's you, all how are you guys adjusting to that? You guys doing services online? So, yeah. And all that? yeah, we're doing service online. Um, um, thank God for them youngsters, you know, 2000 members. We got a lot of youngsters. So they just came in and took right over. Right. And they were just, and I thank God cause I'm, I'm a police officer, aggressive personality, dominant personality. And they was like, no, nah, <laughs> you're about to mess stuff up. Oh man, you know, <laughs> let us handle this. And so, uh, I uh, stepped back and uh, and they took care of everything. And so they have us on Instagram and uh, YouTube and also on Facebook now. And so we do services um, um, Sunday morning and then also uh, Thursday night Bible class. Yeah, yeah. We all had to adjust to COVID, right? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. All of yeah. this bad boy made everybody act right. You right, know? right. And hopefully, hopefully we can get back to it soon. You know, I just got my vaccination, my last vaccination uh, on Thursday of last week. So, wow. you know, hopefully, you know, we can all get vaccinated. And those that don't, you know, hopefully, you know, us being vaccinated will will help them out as well. You know, that herd immunity, as they call it. And then uh, we can get yes. back to normal because there's a lot of things I miss, you know, church being one of them. But, you know, movies yep. and and restaurants yep. and yeah, just, yep. just hanging out at the <laughs> at the bar with my, with my with my wife and you know just just you watching know. a little you know some show jazz show or something you know it's yeah yeah so we, we need to get back all to of that it. all the concerts we're missing yeah. right now so you you know I'm yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm praying that this thing go away yeah, I'm an old head and like I'm you, retired so. next month 
Right? I, need, I need this to <laughs> Yeah. Cruises and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I yes, remember when sir. the lockdown when the lockdown first happened last March. Uh it happened right around spring break. And I had two kids in high school at the time. And then uh we were gonna go on a cruise and we were gonna go to Disneyland. I got a I got a contact at Disneyland that was gonna get us the VIP for free. And we wow. were about to go in there and then boom, everything locked down. Disney Disneyland closed down. The cruise was shut down, and then we were in the house. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we ain't been able to do none of that since then, but yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. yeah. I was like, you know, first time, because you know how Disneyland is. And I haven't been to Disneyland yeah. since my kids were young. And and then he said, yeah, I'll get you in for free, VIP. You don't have to stand in no lines. You get to go to the backstage and see there's all these tours. I was like, wow. it's on. Let's do it. And then the lock. Yes, sir. <laughs> wow. That's cold-blooded what, there. Wasn't meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, no. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can get back year. to that. Hopefully, I can do that. Hopefully, yes, he's sir. still working there by the time we get out this lockdown. <laughs> That'll yeah. be nice. That'll be yeah. nice. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. So, uh, with with the church as well, you guys are pretty entrenched in the community. When when did the church start again? Church started um, whew, about twenty five years ago. Um, oh wow! But we moved to Compton. We moved to Compton um, um, and took over this church uh, about. 14 years ago, the, um, the location, we moved to the location that we're in about 14 years ago. And, um, yeah, we just been there, um, trying to make a difference now, you know, just making sure that we touch people's lives. Nice. And you say you got contacts with the city and, and how's that relationship with, uh, with your church and city and sheriff's department? Oh, so, uh, I mean, God put me in a unique position, man. So, uh, it is just uh, a blessing. So anything that, um, I think of doing, um, I usually tie in law enforcement and the government. Um, and we know those are, uh, a couple of the pillars that any life stands upon. You need, you need the government, you need faith, right. And you need law enforcement. And so, um, I was in a very unique position to pull all three together and, uh, make them collaborate. And so in doing that, the relationship is wonderful. Um, uh, because it wouldn't cost the city anything, right? They, yeah. we would, we would clean up. I'd have people to pre-op and and post uh, operation, and they would clean up, and and so the park would be just as beautiful as uh, when we took over. And so the city felt good once that happened. Uh, we would put their names on the flyer, so it would be uh, the church in conjunction with the city, in conjunction with mm-hmm. the sheriff department. And Lord knows, law enforcement needed some positive publicity at the time, so yeah. they were happy to be there, and so. Uh, it worked out really well. And um, I would recommend anybody, if you're in that light, um, uh, just to have law enforcement and the city connect. Uh, sometimes you can make something happen just in your own little world, uh, just by offering what you have, you know, and partnering with somebody. And so that's one of the uh, the blessings that we found out that, hey, we'll do everything. We just want to make sure it's going to be safe. And you know what? Um, can you help us out, city official? Come by and say, that you love the people, you know? And so yeah. once we had that, we would normally get the council person in that area, wherever part we were in to come and say hello. And so it worked out really well for everybody. So let me ask you, uh, you know, going back to BLM and, and George Floyd and all that, how does, how does your position as being a deputy affect your, uh, I know you were offline, uh, you weren't doing in serve in, in church uh, services at the time because of COVID, but how's that affect your, your, your sermons, uh, when you're out there ministering, you know, uh, all the stuff, all the turmoil that's going on in law enforcement. 
Yeah, so I'm just kind of upfront about everything. Um, like uh, yesterday, uh, we were talking about, so this month is Black History. And so I, I asked all my members, how many of you have gone and shared some Black history with your children, right? We, we focus in on Valentine's Day more than Black history, right? And so I was sharing that the Jewish custom at the time, they were doing a feast and uh, to commemorate them coming out of Egypt. Now, I don't want to preach, but what, what happened was they were always remembering where they came from, right, so that they would not be destined to repeat it. And so I, I just asked my congregation, how many of you guys have shared with your children a positive black person? Right. How many of you have talked to your children about what's going on this month? Because this is black history and it's not white America's responsibility to uh, take care of black history. It is mm-hmm. uh, black America's responsibility to keep black history month thriving and moving on. And so I was just kind of sharing that. And so for me, I'm always up front. Um, and, and I told him uh, uh, about black lives matter. Right. I'm, I'm all, all lives matter. Right. Number one. But. If it's Black Lives Matter, I said yesterday, we didn't we didn't have a spike in Compton. We didn't have like 50 to 60 shootings already this year. Right. And nobody's marching. Nobody's protesting. So where's Black Lives Matter? So and I asked them, right, because we went in deep and, and I'm like, yeah, we do need change. We do need law enforcement to change. But it's hypocrisy when we don't when we don't come out for our own people when we shooting each other. Because the one thing we always say is uh, the police are, are shooting our brothers and our men. And yeah. well, they the same men that shooting each other. So yeah. we need to do something about that as well. And so I'm always uh, very upfront about it uh, because uh, our church, we're, we're out there trying to reach these young men and, and, and change their lives and change their narrative, uh, change their perspective. But I just call it like it is, you know, and people get mad, they get mad. But uh, the truth is the truth. You know, we need to stand as a race of people and address our own problem of our own young men killing each other because that is a black life it and is. it does matter. Yes. Right. Black lives don't just matter when they being killed by the police. Black lives matter when black people are killing black people. Right. Yeah, no and doubt. So we have a ton of people dying in Chicago and everywhere else. And all I'm saying is let's make black lives matter in every situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I agree with that. But on the flip side, I, I kind of take the, the approach that, yes, Black Lives Matter and yes, all lives matter. But the organization Black Lives Matter, their mission statement isn't with all lives. It's to deal with black lives that are that are being affected by law enforcement. It would be like saying, uh, you know, cancer research, you know, if you if you, you know, your, your mission, your organization's mission is to deal with breast cancer. That's not to say prostate cancer isn't or or colon cancer or what have you isn't just as important. But our organization's mission is to deal with breast cancer. You, you kind of see that uh, distinction there? I got you. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. Then they need to put that out there. Right. And and say that that they're addressing just law enforcement um, yeah. because that the, the community now is turning against them because of what's going right. on. Right. Because everyone does not know. And they need to be very effective about their community. I mean, their communication of what they're doing and what they're trying to do. Um, Because absolutely, if that's their mission, then they need to say, you know what, Black Lives Matter against law enforcement or whatever it is. So everybody would know because I can respect that. Right. I can respect that. We're not we're not focusing it on. We can't take that bite out of black on black crime. But what we can address 
is black people against mm-hmm. uh, uh, law enforcement. I yep. can respect that. Yep. But uh, not to say that we don't try to have, we don't have to affect the the black on black crime as well because that's that's affecting all of our communities and 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 what we are as as black men and women. So we gotta we gotta deal with that. Uh, Chicago, you, you hear about those shootings all all day long. You know, I interview cops out there in, in Chicago, and they tell me you know there's there's a lot of history and a lot of reasons why those things are happening, but they need to be addressed. Yes. 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 Yeah. And yeah, we I believe um, it, it's only going to come from the black community. We started yeah. it. Right. So yeah. it has to come yep. from us. The The solution is not from the government. The solution is not from anything. It all has to come from us. Right. It yes. all has to come from us because these are our people. All right. So speaking of people and speaking of fam, I've, I've seen a couple people pass by there, uh, a youngster earlier and then uh, some, someone just now. <laughs> what, what, what's the family like, family like over there? What you got? So, yeah, that, the, the, the lady that just walked by was my wife uh, for 36 years, somewhere around there. Nice. Um, and, hey, Ms. Um, Owens. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, so we've been married since 87. And then from All our right. marriage, we have six children. Uh, wow. I have a. Um, uh, a son that's a pastor uh, a, in New Mexico. He served four years in the uh, Air Force, and now nice. he uh, uh, and he's a pastor in New Mexico. He and his wife, uh, and they have two children. I have a son on Broadway. Um, he was doing Beetlejuice. Uh, wave at the camera, babe. He was doing <laughs> uh, Broadway uh, before the uh, COVID, and so uh, he was uh, doing nice. Beetlejuice. He was in the play Beetlejuice before uh, COVID nice. uh, locked it down. And so singer or dancer or, or, or they kind of uh, do both in Broadway, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's okay. uh, on stage. So he sings and dances and um, nice. Ramon Owens is his name. And then uh, my third son is uh, Ryan Owens and he flies drones. He'd spent four years in the Air Force as well. And now he flies drones for a, a government contractor. And then my daughter, my fourth child uh, is a deputy sheriff. She just got on the sheriff department in August. All right. Blew my mind, but I'm so proud right now. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, my fifth child uh, is just applied for the sheriff department. So uh, really, yeah. um, really proud of that. And so hopefully he'll be on. And then um, the the little one you saw is my 16 uh, year old daughter. And um, she's my uh, computer guru. So she was making up. And once I got set up, then she just uh, left. She didn't even want to hear the conversation because <laughs> she say, I hear you talk at Sunday. I hear you talk at the house. Yep. So, I just don't want to hear you talk no more. So you set up. <laughs> so yeah, so that, that's uh, my family. And um, yes. they're all out the house except for our, uh, our 16 year old. Yes. Yes. Congratulations. Uh, good, great job. Thank there. you. Great job. Oh, yeah, my what, wife, what? she was a stay at home mom. So, um, you know, you know us, our hours change and all of that yes. kind of stuff. So yeah. she raised them and she did a great job at it. I'm just yes, so blessed. Yes, she mm-hmm. did. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. What what made your your two older ones want to want to join the Air Force? Is there any connection there? Or? Yeah. So uh, the oldest one. Um, so at the 10th grade, 10th grade, I have a talk with my children. Hey, um, you're in the 10th grade. You have the 10th, 11th and 12th grade. What do you want to do? These are my plans for you. All right. This is what you have to do. You can go to school, college full time. That means carrying 16 units. You can go to school part time, right? You can carry eight units and you have to work or you can go to work full time. And that's a 40 hour a week job with benefits. Benefits are medical, right? With retirement. You have that. You good. You're good to stay here. Right. And um, 
So I have a talk with all my children at the 10th grade, uh, the beginning of the 10th grade, beginning of the 11th grade, beginning of the 12th grade. And my oldest son, the first one, I guess, didn't believe it and just made bad grades. So um, <laughs> well, I was like, OK, well, option number four, he goes, there wasn't no option number four. I go, well, you didn't meet none of these other options. So you're going to see your <laughs> uncle. And they were like, who? I say, Uncle Sam. And so um, <laughs> so I sent him to the uh, Air Force. Right. And um, the second child who's now on Broadway was like, oh, no, that's that's not for me. So he went to college uh, at the Boston Conservatory uh, for nice. dance. And then the third child that went into the Air Force, he made my wife mad. And so she was like, he out of here. And I was like, oh, okay. So we one for one. Both of us got one, right? And so yeah. she sent him away. And so that's kind of how they went. They uh, both went uh, grudgingly, uh, but it turned out well for both of them. Yeah, yeah. It kind of turned them around. Why, why the Air Force, yes. though? Not the, why not the Navy, the Marines, Army, Coast Guard? Well, I just told them they, they had to pick one. And so they okay. scored so high that uh, all of them, uh, that both of them went to the Air Force. Yeah. So that was that was all their picking. They just had to pick one. Right. Pick yeah. one of these and you need to go and uh, get your life straight and see what you have and get yourself together. So um, and they both picked um, uh, the Air Force. Nice. Nice. Yeah. The Air Force. That's, that's mm -hmm. a good gig. I've, I've got a cousin uh, who's been through there. His dad was in the Air Force and now his son is in the Air Force. So kind of legacy yeah. there. Kind of legacy. Yes, sir. I love that. Love that. And then uh, the, the the daughter that's on the department now, she's in custody right now, right? She's out. Yeah, she's working the yeah. uh, the, the jails. Okay. Mm -hmm. The female yeah. jails right now. Nice, nice. Yes, and then the uh, And then you got another one that's applying, so hopefully he'll get on. Uh, so I was going to ask you that earlier. What, what was the, uh, the, the, the feeling of you having your kids join law enforcement? Obviously, you're all for that because... Or or are you, or were you? Yeah, well, I just didn't expect it. I I was for it. Um, um, mm -hmm. so working at the YAL at Lenox, they all kind of was there with me because it was a program for kids. So I just brought my kids down, uh, especially in the summertime, uh, get a mother a break, you know. So come on, you guys go with me. So they would come down to the YA with YAL with me, and and they got to see the interaction of what I was doing. Um, talking to the kids, providing counseling and mentorship and just having fun with the kids. And then um, as they got older and I came to Compton, uh, they saw uh, the church and the sheriff department connecting. So a lot of times when the church was giving an event, I would be in uniform uh, representing the sheriff department during that event. And so they saw that. And um, my daughter was like, man, um, I want to help. I want to um, make a difference and what better way to make a difference and actually still be active and uh, addressing the community than yeah. being in law enforcement. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, do your thing, you know? And yeah. so it was kind of scary at first, but um, thinking back, I'm the only one to know the change that I've experienced. This is all going to be new to her and it's going to mm -hmm. be her experience. And that's what somebody had to share with me. Let her get her own experience. Don't tell her how things have changed before the radios and before uh, oh, telephones yeah. and before cameras, <laughs> right? Because I was on when they would come out with the big VCR on their shoulder and like, yeah, I see yeah. you, I see yeah. you, right? That was the before only that, uh, yeah. recording devices they had. So uh, we've been through all of that. And so to see that and to see her, um, I just backed down and kind of let her uh, enjoy her life and enjoy her experience as a a police officer. Have you ever had a chance to be an FTO? 
No, no, never had a okay. chance to be an FTO. I um, okay. uh, would kind of sub a little bit and uh, help out, but that would just be one one day, maybe two days, uh, but never had a trainee where I had to um, sit with them and guide them all the way through the process. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm an FTO. Well, not now because I'm in a different assignment, but uh, just, just sitting with the, with the trainees nowadays and kind of seeing that their mentality is, it's a little different from when you and I were first coming up and, you know, their, their reliance on, uh, you know, on mobile devices and, and technology. Uh, you know, a lot of times they, they'll be up on the phone in the car. I'm like, come on, really? You know, we, we gotta, we gotta stay focused on, on what's happening out here. Not that was, you know, and then, so you got to write them up for that. But on the flip side though, uh, you know, when you're trying to get them acclimated to the geography of your city. Right. And yeah. you know, you, you, you remember the old trick where they, you know, stop and say, you know, where are you? Right. Type of thing. Yeah. Right. You know, yes, and, you know, and you can't use a computer. You know, we, back in the day, we used to have the old flip out maps. We had to figure out, okay, here's where we are, whatever. And they just bring out their phone. Hey Siri, where are we at? You know, so right, right. You know, technology right. kind of helps them too, you know, <laughs> technology yeah, helps was, uh, them too. I, I was taking a, a report, right? I was taking a report and we had a youngster taking that report too. So I'm getting all the information from the one uh, victim and the, other, uh, the, the youngster come back up. I'm going, did you get the information? She go, yeah. I go, well, how'd you get it so much? I just took a picture of everything with my phone. I'm like, ah, yes. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm down right now. Yes, they, yes. They got it all down in, in 30 seconds, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Work smarter, <laughs> not harder, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yes, you know, so you got to give them props for that. You got to give them props for yes, that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love that. So, uh, -huh. uh being, being African-American, what, uh, what, what sort of opportunities, uh, for advancement are in the sheriff's department? I know, uh, just yesterday I interviewed a couple of lieutenants, I don't know if you know the, the Strongs, Eric yes. and uh, Cedar Strong. Yeah. Yes. So, very so well. I had them on. I had them on yesterday for a Valentine's Day, you know, because they're a okay. married couple. Yeah. And I, I know a, uh, you know, a, a captain over there at your department as well. I won't mention her name right now, but uh, and, and a few other people. So uh, there are uh, opportunities for advancement. Why don't you give me your perspective on that, though? Well, so I would I would uh, absolutely say uh uh, where the sheriff department is in need of, of, of people of color, of black people. We, we are in need of uh, uh, people to represent the community that uh, where most of the people are, are black or Hispanic. And we need uh, those people. And so the opportunity is, is great. And so we have a lot of people, not a whole lot of people, but we have people that are in positions of authority. We have a number of captains uh, and commanders uh, that are in position. We have a chief that's a female black. And so it's very important uh, for people. If you feel like this is something you can do and you want to help the community, it would be a great opportunity for you. It's a great way to uh, take care of yourself and your family, but also to provide uh, help to those that are in your community. And with the sheriff department, there is total room for advancement. So uh, you can climb the ladder and they are open for uh, blacks to be in position of authority and it is welcome. It is welcome. And so I, I would challenge anyone, if you don't know what you want to do, please look into a career of law enforcement and see. Um, and I know Los Angeles County Sheriff Department, I believe we're we're at like one percent uh, of the uh, or 10 percent of the population. We have about uh, 10,000 uh, sworn and we're. 
blacks are probably around uh, 1,000. So we're at about 10% of, of the department. And so we need to get those numbers up, but it's only yes. going to come from young men and women that uh, want to do this job. And if you have a heart for it, it would mean a whole lot. And it is a great career, um, especially if you get away from the social media side of it and just see it for what it really is and the, the purity of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, on, on that same note, uh, I know you guys have a, uh, a Latino sheriff right now. It'd be, it'd be great one day to see, uh, you know, an African-American sheriff. It's an elected, uh, position. So, you know, that would be, have to, uh, be up to the voters of the County, but that'd be great to see one day. Be great to see maybe a female sheriff one day. In Absolutely. LA County. Absolutely. Uh, Openly gay, uh, everything, the whole gamut. Asian, you know, it'd be 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 love, lovely to see that. But uh, the only time yes. will tell, and we're working towards that, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I mean, uh, Orange County had a, a female sheriff. It's doable, and and they they had it. And so, uh, what can be done? What was done in Orange County can be done here. So, yes, um, absolutely. It would be great. And condolences so, to her family. She she just yes. passed away recently too. So yes. Yes. And so yeah. we want to make sure that um, if you see and, and know um, and that's something that you might think that you're interested in, um, don't just breeze over it, investigate and see what it's really like. Come out and do a ride yeah. along. Come and interview people. We we are open to be interviewed, you know, and we be want uh, huh? quality people. Yes. So come on out and find out what our career was about. And uh, we'll tell you the highs and the lows, the good and the bad of it. Nice. All right. So uh, you about to retire here in March. What, what's what's the future hold for you? What, what's the plan? Man, um, a lot of traveling. Uh, uh, so that's why we got to pray. All of y'all need to be praying that everybody get vaccinated so we can open yes. this thing up. Because I got a lot, a lot of concerts I want to take my wife to. I, wanna, <laughs> I got a lot of golf destinations. It's purely selfish for me, you know, after uh, 34 purely, years. Purely. Of, yeah. <laughs> after 34 years of working on uh -huh. the sheriff's department and now I have my freedom. Um, uh, I'm going to learn to cook. Um, I drive my wife crazy because uh, she does all the cooking. I don't know how to do anything, but uh, I was getting on Facebook and I was recording us cooking and she would get so mad because I wasn't doing anything. So I'm going to start my cooking show back up. Uh, the wife right. and I, um, I'm learning to speak Spanish and um, um, want to learn to play the piano. Um, and then I just got to figure out something else to do with my time after that. You know, so of course, I'll still be at the church. So, so wait a minute, you, you, you've been in Compton for 30 something years and you haven't learned any Spanish yet. Not at all. Oh, not, not fully. Come on, brother. Come on. <laughs> not, not fully. Not fully. Yeah. And I yeah. failed that a yeah. uh, 5% bonus, you know, uh, yes. I can't tell you how many times it was like, man, get out of here. You, you, you don't even know the first three sentences, you know? So <laughs> I was trying to get that 5% bonus yeah. for speaking Spanish. They were like, sorry, Charlie. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't talk because uh, my wife is actually Latina and uh, and, and I used to work really? Border Patrol. Yeah, I used to work Border Patrol, too. So, yeah, so if, you, if you don't speak Spanish and, and yeah, you have yeah, a Spanish yeah, speaker in your house. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, a Spanish speaker in my house. And, yeah, I, I, I used to speak it a whole lot better. But, uh, you know, when I used to work Border Patrol, that's back in the 90s. And uh, yeah, since I've been away, you know, I don't really speak it as much. But you know, I can understand yeah, for the most right. part, you know. You know, I yes. just I make sure they speak slower and then I can get most of it. Yes. You know, you, you're not going to get people to speak slow. Despacio. Yes. Spacio. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. She always clowns me, though. She, she'll be up here talking to her mom or whatever. Say, I know you know what we're saying. So, <laughs> so no, I don't. Just keep just keep talking. I don't know what you're saying. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you said you said lots of, lots of concerts. What what what's the music of choice? Oh man, I'm I'm probably neo soul. So a lot of Jill Scott, mm-hmm. Kim, uh, yes. uh, music. Uh, um, of course, um, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Anybody that can mm. do Earth, Wind, and Fire, Frankie Beverly and Mays. Uh, mm. Hopefully, Anita Baker will still be around, mm. and, and just all those kind of concerts, nice and mellow, and just uh, uh, yeah. some good sound and vibe. And uh, uh, hopefully, I can pick something else up. Uh, and then when I get crazy, I like to hear big band, a little Frank Sinatra, and all of that kind of wow, stuff. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, that's what's up. Crazy different ends of the spectrum. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm all over the spectrum too as well. Like I said, you know, my wife's Latina, so we listen to a lot of that. But you know, you see the records back here, so I'm a DJ off duty. Yeah. So I, you know, I listen I listen wow. to everything, so I can DJ everything. I've I've done a few weddings for your department, as a matter of fact, and uh, oh, wow. you know, so so I you know I do country, I do classic rock, I do you know I do it all, hip hop. Yeah. You know, my bread butter is hip hop and, and hip hop and R and B. But you know, I, I know it all. I know it all. Got to know it all. Oh yeah, I, I got to keep making stuff. that. Got to keep making that cheddar, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Got to keep making it. Got to keep making it. So uh, yeah, I appreciate you I coming on. But, uh, yeah. yeah, for real, for real. So, uh, you know, I appreciate you coming on. But, uh, you know, like we discussed earlier, before I let you go, we're going to play a little game, a little trivia game to test your knowledge. So let me get this set up for you here. This game is called. Uh, black or blue, black or blue, black or blue, black or blue, black or blue. Black or blue. Black or blue. Come on. All right, this came this game here is called Black or Blue. Your category today is called Back to School. Back to school. What I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna give you a school down in your area, high school, and you tell me is one of their major colors black or blue. Black or blue. Should be real simple for you. You're entrenched in the community down there. It's not just Compton, it's that whole South LA area, LA. So hopefully wow. you can get through this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully okay. we can get to you through this. All right. Here's your first one. Check this one out. Here's the the Culver City High School Centaurs. Is there is their major color blue or black? Black or blue? Wow. Uh black. Black. Oh, that would be wrong. Their major color is blue. Yeah, Dang. the centaurs. Yeah. Come on. We'll, we'll get you we'll get you going here. How about the North High School in Torrance? North High School Saxons in Torrance. Man, I, I don't know none of these people. What you you call blood stuff like this? Okay, uh, come North on, take North. a stab at it. Uh, uh, okay, I would say blue. See, you would be right. See that logo there? There you yes, go. Sir. You you never went yes, to any sir. high school football games out there back in your day? No, man, they wouldn't let us go out to Torrance. What you talking about? Well, when they when they traveled over to uh, you know. Your school's out there in Compton. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. How about Belmont Belmont High School? The Belmont High School Sentinels in L.A. Black or blue? Black. I would say black for Belmont. They are black. They're green and black. See? Yes. Two right. Two right. A few more here for you. How about Loyola High School in in L.A.? The Loyola High School Cubs. Yeah, that's blue. They are blue. See? You know this. You know this. How about the Beverly Hills High School Normans? Wow. I believe they're blue. Uh, they are not. They are black. Orange and black. That's right. Orange and black. Like orange and black. All right. How about the Centennial High School Apaches? You better know this one. They in Compton. They, they got to be black because the colors are red and white. So it's, 
They are black. They have no blue. Yeah. Now nah, they don't have no blue. They don't. See? All right. <laughs> Couple, a few more here for you. How about Bishop Montgomery High School in Torrance? Black. They are black. Next one here. How about Cabrillo High School Jaguars in Long Beach? Whoa. Um, I'll say blue. Uh, they are green and black. Green and, and your black. last one here. Your last one here. Santa Monica High School Vikings. Blue. They are blue. All right. So you got through that. You got more right than you got wrong. So we're going to call you. Yeah. The winner. Yeah. Up. Yeah, see, you you thought you would, you wouldn't know, but you knew the stuff. Yep, yep. I was getting ready to go on the internet, have my daughter say, "Hey, a black and blue set me up," but I feel better now. Yeah, yeah we got you, we got you, we got you, bro. Yeah, I wasn't gonna let yes, you sir. fail. Yes, I wasn't gonna let you fail. Thank so, you. So, man, I, I yes, I appreciate you coming on, sir. Uh, tell everybody how to reach your church again on uh, on your social media pages or internet. Yes, uh, faith and. Inspirational uh, at, um, and that's uh, either Facebook or uh, Instagram, Faith Inspirational. All right, and you can reach us there, and you can hit me up there. Um, Also, um, yeah, that's it. That's all I know right now. And then my email address, (laughs) but uh, because I'm old, I I don't know how to work all of this stuff. So, yeah, you can hit me (laughs) at one of those two. Get get your IT uh, department on there, your social media department on there. Yeah, Yeah. he's probably going crazy right now. Like, we told him. Yeah. All yes, right, thank sir. you. I, I appreciate you coming on, sir. And uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. You be safe out there for your, for your next what twelve days, right? Yes, sir. Twelve working days and uh, mm. a month. Uh, who's counting? A month and a half going up. Yeah, but who's counting? Who's, who's counting, counting? You know. <laughs> yeah, but I go turn in my my equipment um um next, week after next. So I'll just be at the uh at the station pushing paper now. So yeah, yeah this is just know. a blessing. It's it's all getting real. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you for your service. You be safe. All righty, Dale. Thank you so much for having me, sir. You got it. We'll talk. All righty. Bye now. Yo, that does it for this ultra-inspiring episode of the Black and Blue Podcast. I want to thank Deputy Rayford Owens of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department for blessing this episode with his words of wisdom and reason. I also want to congratulate him on a well-deserved retirement. My man, I wish you nothing but the best in the next chapter of your life. And if you guys out there enjoyed this episode, go on ahead and smash that like button on the Black and Blue Podcast YouTube channel. Or like and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. I'll be back next payday. That's two weeks from now, if you're wondering, with another fun-filled episode. But till then, come on now. Y'all already know. Stay black and blue. I'll holler at you. Peace. This has been a Major D Entertainment presentation.